Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I am going to talk about lawyers and their unique problems with relationships and why they generally come into therapy. Uh, Before that, please do subscribe because my previous episode was on doctors, and that is the one that you will get to hear if you subscribe, is the unique relationship issues of physicians. And um, before that was CEOs, but that you don't need to subscribe to hear. Okay, so I have a lot of lawyer clients and And when I said in the title, I said, you know what I'm going to say, generally people tend to think that lawyers have difficulty in relationships because they like to debate and they like to argue. And this is certainly can be something where they have to be right and they're used to being right and they're used to gathering all of their evidence. And the spouses of lawyers will frequently say that they have to provide so much evidence in order for the lawyer spouse to take them seriously. And this is not something that they like to do, obviously. Um, to feel like you have to marshal up a whole bunch of proof before you can speak to your husband or wife, right? Um, The other thing is that lawyers are super verbal, so they're really good at writing and they're really good at talking because that's what they do, but sometimes they could talk around issues because they're never exactly supposed to insert their own opinion. So despite them being so verbal, sometimes it can still be very difficult for them to be emotionally vulnerable, and partners can feel like they're not being real. Like they could feel that the lawyer is trying to manage them or handle them and to, you know, like use words against them instead of using words to connect. And that is obviously something that nobody wants to feel like is handled or manipulated. And this is something that lawyers are good at because they're used to using words to get what they want. And they're used to like not putting any of their own self into their writing or their talking. Like their own opinion doesn't matter. It's about the evidence that, that they have. And so if that's the way that they engage, and it frequently is within relational issues, then that can make the person who is not a lawyer feel less than and very handled and manipulated and just kind of bad because they don't think that the lawyer is really showing up in any sort of genuine emotional sense. So who is drawn to these people then? Who's drawn to lawyers? Well, generally um, people that are impressed by a lot of, you know, Uh, verbosity, (laughs) people that like people who talk. So you're never going to really get somebody who is attracted to a lawyer personality that is not on some level, you know, attracted to that idea that the person is really smart and good with words. But this doesn't mean anything like so. So if you're also a secure person, then you could think that that's great and that it doesn't have anything to do with your self-esteem. But if you're insecure and you're partnered with a lawyer, then you can think that you yourself are always looking stupid and you are never able to outthink them and then you could start to think worse about yourself and be angry at them for making you, in your mind, making you feel bad about yourself. So, you know, the other thing is, is that sometimes 
when two lawyers get together, they are just constantly arguing and debating. And I do have some couples like this. And it's no fun for anybody because they're sticking very much to the realm of the intellectual and not the emotional. So the sweet spot for lawyers is talking about intellectual um, matters versus emotional matters because the better a lawyer you are, the less of your own emotion is is involved. Not that you can't use emotion and, and speak with emotion, but your own personal views should not be influencing what you write or what you say. And so it's really hard to do that all day and then to come home and really be genuine and real and vulnerable emotionally with a partner. So what about like... What about more pragmatic concerns? So so like I talked about training for doctors. Training for lawyers, like, you know, not that bad compared to doctors. Like frequently law school is like lots of fun. And people meet, you know, they're not, obviously they're working hard, but they're meeting, you know, their spouse and there are parties in law school and things like that. So when they go into their first job, it can be a lot bigger of a disconnect than medical school where you're kind of like always super stressed, like right from the beginning. There are people who are dating somebody in law school and then they are very upset when the person's hours are like really crazy in their first job out of law school. So unlike in medical school, where like it's kind of always bad, you know, this kind of drops, you know, this becomes pretty bad, like right away, you know, and can be a very big difference from law school based on the individual, you know, person's law experience. And that can lead to loneliness, the same as it does with people in any high achieving occupation that takes a lot of hours. So people can feel like the person is never home, you know, and unlike when you are a doctor and you're saving lives, like a lot of times people will condescend, unfortunately, to their partners, uh, you know, being having long hours at the office, particularly if it's like something like corporate law or something where the partner feels that it isn't really helping anybody. So I see more people that are partners condescend to a lawyer partner and uh, that person's need to work long hours than I see people condescend to a doctor partner. You know, um, and because of the the differences, it's thought to be not life or death, but yet it requires so much, so much time. And so, obviously, if um, if anybody is condescended to, then they're not they're going to get defensive, and then that's going to turn into a whole kind of bad dynamic. Now, lawyers, unlike any other occupation that I work with, it's like kind of known, like they will joke so much about hating being a lawyer. <laughs> like this just seems to be like what it is. Like everybody that is lawyers, like yeah, I'm a lawyer, and basically I don't want to be a lawyer. I don't know how I became a lawyer, <laughs> and uh, and they'll be like, well, I guess I know how, you know, this happened, this happened. But, you know, I mean, like, do I want to be a lawyer? Like, I don't know. I never really thought about it. I kind of got into it. And then, like, maybe all of the super fulfilled lawyers obviously may not need therapy because they're just so happy. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of people at other occupations I work with that are unhappy with everything but happy with their job. I've, like, that's not frequent. With the lawyers that I see, they usually feel that their job is perpetuating um, their or exacerbating their are other issues and they do not generally feel that there is enough um, existential fulfillment derived from their work as an attorney that it makes their life better. Uh, then again, maybe I just don't see those people, but it tends to be pretty uniform that lawyers at least joke around all in very similar ways about how unfulfilling and kind of, um, you know, frustrating it is to be a lawyer in ways that other people don't. 
So what what does this mean is when people come to midlife and they're having existential issues in general, law is frequently a profession that people want to change or to potentially think of of different ways to use that degree or or what have you. I do have some lawyers that are happy with their jobs. Generally, they tend to have more autonomy than the lawyers in like real big firms where it seems like people do not feel like they have much autonomy at all. So while there are some lawyers, they don't have this more traditional law firm job. They've figured out a way to make it work for them differently. And generally, and this kind of goes into a larger issue, but generally people are happier the more autonomy that they have, you know, in life and the more um, flexibility and the more they can be in charge of their own domain, you know. So being counsel, you know, for like a, a place versus being in a whole firm where everybody's just like you, you know, it seems like it's better when you feel like you're like influencing events more, you know, on your own and that people are deferring to you more, obviously, and that you're more essential, you know, than just one of many. And of course, that goes along with every sort of job, really, but particularly so with this. Now, when Obviously, lawyers can be very well paid and they have, you know, a lot of prestige. But when they are partnered with somebody that looks down on the profession, that seems to think that the profession is kind of boring or, you know, like really not shouldn't be that that fulfilling or, you know, whatever, then, of course, that's going to make you feel worse about things and like your partner's unsupportive. And I do see this a lot more with lawyers than, again, with doctors or with CEOs. And um, it, it, it is similar though to people in finance you know frequently in finance the spouse will think well this is just kind of a meaningless and soulless occupation and I do see that happen sometimes with lawyers you know I mean I there are of course lawyers that are doing great work that are super meaningful and whatever just as there are with doctors and everybody else but it seems like for whatever reason possibly because lawyers are so self-deprecating maybe that allows you know um the, the spouse to kind of be more open about thinking that the occupation is stupid or something. But either way, like when people are locked into that sort of dynamic where one person doesn't respect the other person's work, then that's no good. I usually see a pattern where a male lawyer will be partnered with a more creative woman. So somebody who's engaged in the arts in some way or is just more artsy, more like a Dharma and Greg type of scenario. And this seems to work well because they each think that the other one brings up to the table. The thing about lawyers is, I mean, they're very fucking conscientious. I mean, they do their forms like instantly. <laughs> their forms are perfect, you know, and um, they're always on time. Like they, they make sure that they can log into the Zoom. Like they're like super conscientious people. And so this is really a positive draw for somebody who is more, you know, artsy and uh, not conscientious and more of a creative free thinker and a bohemian. So these people in a best case scenario will really be the yin to each other other's yang but in a worst case scenario after there's any sort of marital conflict or resentment starts to uh, build then obviously they can resent one another so the lawyer can feel like they're doing everything administrative you know money management all the forms all the applications all the remembering everything and the other person can feel like they're the only person that brings any heart or joy or spirit or spontaneity into the relationship and this is is a dynamic that 
that obviously caricatures both people and couples counseling can be very useful in helping people step outside this box and realize that they are more than just, you know, one personality trait. But with lawyers in particular, because doctors can be conscientious too, but there's a lot more doctors with ADHD that I see than lawyers, you know, because doctors, um, a lot of ER doctors in particular, like they thrive on, you know, excitement and you don't know what's going to happen next and it's life or death and you have to pay attention, you get an adrenaline rush, like whereas lawyers don't have that same thing where they're not in life or death situations in the same way. So they really do tend to be quite a bit more conscientious and they have lower rates of ADHD than what I see when it's doctors or CEOs, other people that frequently have ADHD because a lawyer is doing a lot of the same things every day, at least a lot of the ones I talk to. And um, so they are people without ADHD frequently you know, become the person that does all of the boring things around the house, you know, in terms of home projects and home management, etc. And then that could end up being resented a lot, you know, because why am I, why do I have to go, you know, to my job where I push paper around and then I have to come home and do all manner of, you know, stupid shit that, you know, maybe uh, doesn't all have to fall in my lap, but then the other partner can't stay on top of it. So then this is how it works out. And that is like um, a common ADHD, non-ADHD problem. And I do see it exemplified more with lawyers because they're so good at like forms, you know, and like figuring shit out like that. So then sometimes they end up being the person that does anything related to like paperwork, which is a lot of shit. You know, in reality, it's a lot of shit in the house. So, you know, that can also end up with some resentment if things are not weighted evenly or even remotely evenly. So anyway, if you are in this sort of situation, in this sort of dynamic, you are or are married to a lawyer, then you should listen to this together. As I said, for all three of these, I'm not going to do any more unless, uh, I don't know, some spirit moves me. But um, if you are married to a lawyer or a doctor or CEO, and you should listen to these episodes together because they're not really uh, anything people could really take issue with, you know, or if they did take issue with some of it, it's interesting to talk to each other about because, you know, everybody doesn't know people that are in the same dynamic as them. Like, sure, lawyers know lawyers, doctors know doctors. But if you're the lawyer's wife, sometimes you don't talk to a lot of other lawyers' wives. Sometimes you do. It depends, you know, how you are in your relationship, how much of an extrovert you are. So sometimes it's interesting to see that people have kind of similar, you know, uh, dynamics and similar sorts of situations that you could identify with and that is a lot of what I do is talk about things that are really standard among couples and that can be very useful when people don't feel like they're the only person struggling with something and this lawyer dynamic is is no is no different if you are a lawyer the last uh, piece of advice that I give you is to really focus on having a super different tone at home than you do in the office, even more than other people in business, because the lawyer tone is just, it's kind of honestly like the teacher tone, because I hear that one from men as much as I hear complaints about the lawyer tone from women. Not that many women aren't lawyers. I mean, lots of women are lawyers, and I work with some of them, but specifically, um, but I do think more women are teachers than men. But the um, the association I was going to say is plenty of times males say, my wife is a teacher and she talks to me like I'm her student. And I hear that as much as I hear lawyers' wives say, you know, he, he, he talks to me like he's proven a case. He talks to me like he's at work. He talks to me like, you know, uh, like he's always arguing. He's always got to be right. Like that's the same sort of thing. So if you are in an 
occupation where like a lot of your thing is being right and having to prove that you're right, whether that's like a teacher who's always right because, you know, the only adult in the room of all children, so you're obviously the smartest one. <laughs> and uh, or if you're a lawyer and your literal job is to be right, then, uh, you know, you got to watch that tone at home because the tone may be far more condescending than you realize and um, you may be steering more away from being vulnerable and real by lapsing into lawyer speak and that is really not a good way to get laid at all um, according to like any women that are married to lawyers that I work with <laughs> and on that note I will let you go and uh, please do subscribe so you can hear the other one and over 110 other subscriber only episodes talk to y'all soon have a great day